Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. We have a new friend with us here in the Breakfast with Champions room that I'm excited to spend some time with this morning. Miss Holly Shannon is in the room. 
Holly has a top 2% in the world podcast. All right. She has been heard in over 95 countries. She's also written an incredible book uh, to help people help other people go from zero to launching their podcast. She has had Amazon bestsellers. She's like, she's just done all the things. I would think that Holly, I would think that you were like 90 years old with your with your accolades, the list of accolades and accomplishments that you've made in your life already. And you're so young, so it's absolutely incredible. And so Holly, I wanna start this conversation by welcoming you to the Breakfast Champions Room. I'm super glad that you're here. And then we're just going to start with maybe a controversial question and answer. And so I'm just gonna start right out the gate and I'm gonna say, Holly, there are a lot of people in this room that do not have podcasts they may have businesses or ideas or voices. Does everyone in here need to have a podcast or no? What do you think, Holly? Wow, that was quite the introduction. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, everybody. Um, some days I feel like I'm 90, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you on that. Uh, you know what? That's a really great question. I feel that everybody should own their own mic. Uh, I think that everybody's everybody's got a voice and ideas, and they should share them with the world. And and there's really almost no barrier to entry. And you know, there's a lot of people that want to come up on a stage and aren't given the privilege like I've gotten today. So um, having your own podcast gives you a virtual stage all around the world. And um, so that would be my answer to your controversial question. But what if I'm an introvert, Holly? I'm very introverted. I'm not real sure when it comes to a mic. I sound stupid. I don't like the way my voice sounds. All of those things, right? Like, do you still think a podcast could be beneficial for me? You know what? You can't force somebody who's not comfortable uh, doing that. However, I will say that I know a lot of introverts that have podcasts and I think what's uniquely special about it is you don't have to record video. You can just record audio and you could be alone in your house in your pajamas um, and just quietly talking to somebody and recording that. And I think actually it's a little bit freeing uh, because they don't feel like they're on show um, and they can be themselves, but you know, you can't force it. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that, um, you know, that I can speak for the introvert. I probably would say I'm more of an extrovert. Um, but I do know a lot of them and they actually feel quite comfortable cause they don't have to have cameras on and they can do it when it works for them. So I think an introvert can. I like that, Holly. I like that very much. So I want to go back in time. I want to go to the day before you recorded your first podcast episode. Where were you? What was going on in your life? And what made you decide to take that leap the very next day? So it was actually during COVID. I think a lot of people found themselves um, trying new things then. So April of 2020, <laughs> is when I started Culture Factor. And um, it was actually designed as a pull marketing tool for a SaaS platform. 
and um, podcasts by design, if they live on a website, can pull um, some great, you know, sales leads your way, partnerships, so on and so forth. I won't go into that, but um, it was really designed for that. So the day before, um, I was pretty nervous. I mean, I definitely had my share of, you know, what's termed imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it. Um, I had never used a mic before. I'd never interviewed any before anybody before. I'd never launched a podcast. Um, my podcast at the time, it was born out of the concept of um, culture eat strategy for breakfast. So it was conversations from the C-suite. So I found myself, you know, obviously talking with CEOs and founders from, from all over the world. And I was pretty nervous. I, I'd say I, I sweated quite a bit. I'd probably say that my first few were um, not stellar, uh, but, you know, they get better. You know, I always say to people that, you know, lifting your mic and using it often is like lifting a weight. You just keep getting stronger. So I would say, you know, episode 10 was better than episode one, and episode 50 was exponentially better than number one. And, you know, here I am two years later, and I, I feel pretty confident about um, how I interview. So let's, so let's talk about that just a little bit. So COVID came in, what were you like, what business were you in at that point? And was, was, was something like a podcast even on the radar or like, what were, what were you doing? Where were you in your life and what type of business were you doing at that point? Cause you mentioned generating leads and it being kind of a pull for that. And so I'd, I'd like to extract that just a little bit for those that are in the room that maybe have some type of business, have never thought of a podcast as a lead generating tool. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about your experience, your business acumen, and what made you think a podcast could kind of help spur that. Okay, so as an entrepreneur, and probably a lot of people in this room have the same feeling, um, that journey is hardly linear. It is like zig and zag right it's, up it's and down story. left and right so, so fast and yeah, slow so <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and right before that i actually was um doing uh, marketing strategy work uh task for task force lead sorry it's early um for aubert's resorts collection um so i was traveling i had done some work for a couple of their properties um, my background uh, prior to that has uh, was in boutique hospitality and, and um, also large event production and conferences, that type of thing. So um, I ended up doing some of that work and um, COVID hit and of course um, every event on the planet um, and every hotel shut down. And so, yes, I know I had a bunch of deposits. I had already dropped like 60 grand on Ooh. event space. Ouch. Like it was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. I won't ask you how much of that you got back, but I hope that they honored, uh, the situation. For Let's you. just say we got a, we got, um, we got a credit I, uh, we were able to use two years later. <laughs> oh, well, at least you were able to reuse it. Back. Yes. Very That's true. Good. Very true. Um, so that's the kind of work I was doing. And I had met somebody that during that time was, uh, launching a SaaS platform and the product, the service on there that they were creating 
was a culture tool for companies. Think like just generically like a Facebook that you could install for your company, for company culture. And so I started um, working with him on the user interface and content because, you know, some of my other skill sets, <laughs> I guess you could say. And um, so we were working on that. And then the decision was that um, a podcast could be really good for that. So we sort of divided up at that point. Um, I had, you know, done all of the, the content strategy and he was sort of working more on like the code side of it. So I said, well, I'll work on the podcast while you work on, on that and, and then we can jump back in. So three weeks later, Culture Factor was born and I was off to the races. So it was um, just rather uh, a quick addition to the platform that we were working on. Um, sadly, that company never made it to fruition, you know, another casualty of COVID, um, but the podcast survived, and um, I've since rebranded it a couple of times, but that's probably another piece of the conversation, but it's not about company culture anymore, but um, I still have the podcast two years later, and um, yeah, I really love it. So Holly, from making that decision to go into the podcast world, launching that first one, uh, what types of things, so fast forward, you know, two years to where we are today, uh, what are some of the, the things that have happened in your life that that podcast created, making that decision to go into the podcast world? What has it done for you? Obviously, a top 2% podcast in the world, but what is that? What does that mean for your your life and your day-to-day? -day? What are some of the experiences uh, that have happened since you launched that first one? That's a beautiful question. Thank you, Glenn. Um, it has opened doors for me. Um, when I first started, as I said, I was talking to the C-suite and founders. Um, and for anybody who's, who's looking to have that conversation, um, like say you're job hunting or something, uh, I will tell you nothing kicks doors open like a cold DM in somebody's LinkedIn saying, would you like to come on my podcast? So I would say from that standpoint, you know, the first, you know, few months, it made me very agile almost. Like I was really able to um, open doors and speak to people that I wouldn't normally, you know, everybody was getting hit up in their DMs for that hey, want to have a cup of coffee, a 15-minute chat? Can we, you know, circle around to that kind of thing? And um, what I was offering was a platform for them to shine and to, you know, highlight their company or their brand. So um, for me, it kicked a lot of doors open. It uh, allowed for a lot of really unique uh, connections. Um, it also... Um, accidentally turned me into a speaker and I just because I became more confident behind the microphone and I got asked to speak at some really incredible um, podcasting events and um, part of that was because I also had written written that book zero to podcast um, during that time so I also had um, a tool for them um, so I think I was being asked on both fronts because I had produced a podcast, it was successful, um, and I'd written the book, and 
I met a lot of people here in Clubhouse, as you guys all know. It's a really great tool, another networking tool. And I think people got to hear, hear me in a room. So it wasn't just, okay, maybe they never listened to the podcast, but at least they got to hear me in the room and they got to hear what I was about. Um, they got to hear my heart. Um, I got to do a lot. I got to spend a lot of time with people helping them launch their podcast. I had started two clubs here, um, Zero to Podcast and Culture Factor. So one was Zero to Podcast was to me mentorship at scale. I was able to spend a lot of time with people helping them. And then Culture Factor, I was able to interview live in here. So um, I'd say the podcast really just opened up the door. It created a lot of opportunities. It got me to rethink um, how I share my voice on different platforms, and um, it got me a lot of opportunities I, I hadn't seen coming uh, when I started. So I'm really super thankful for that. Yeah, that's that's super cool, and I hadn't thought of, you know, because a lot of us, we, we, do, we do that, right? We're trying to get that meeting, or we're trying to get that conversation, we're trying to get closer to whoever that human is that we feel uh, maybe we can we can serve them or ultimately they can serve us and so leading out with hey will you be on my podcast right because now when now we're tapping into ego a little bit right we're able to like you said allow them to to shine that's a different that's a totally different ask right a completely different ask and i never really looked at it that way but now as i look back through my own own particular journey, I can see how I've been able to connect with, develop relationships with people that I never would have had access to if I hadn't have had my personal platform. So that's that's that that's that's smart, Holly. That is very very smart. Now, on a side note, not to get too personal, but what about like money, right? Like we can we can sometimes create lots of content or we can do things on Facebook and Instagram and make all these posts and so on and so forth. Um, but it doesn't necessarily translate to dollars. So podcast wise, the last two years, how has that been for you financially? Has it generated some, some good financial wins over in your court? So podcasting is very interesting because it's one of the, what you're asking is probably the first question that I get asked by every person who wants to have a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Monetization seems to be like the first question. Um, so in answer to that, anybody who is starting one, um, very rarely do you make money out of the gate starting a podcast. So if you go into it with that in mind, you probably have your eye on the wrong ball. Um, I would probably say if you're starting one, start it because you're passionate about it. You have a voice and ideas, as I said earlier, um, and you want to share that with the world. And you have a gift maybe or a passion or you're insanely curious. Whatever it is that's driving you to pick up that microphone, keep your eye there because people will feel that. They will follow that. And then as time goes on, you'll be able to monetize. Now, 
I guess when I say when time goes on, it's a little bit different for everybody. There are probably a few metrics um, that have been thrown out. Um, you know, very often people will say, you know, when you hit about 10,000 downloads, you're probably in a good position to start um, looking for sponsorships or people to run some ads. Um, there are, you know, other tools you could create as you interview people. Like, say, for example, Glenn, it's a business uh, podcast. Like, you have a business podcast. And you decide, I'm going to take, you know, some of my best podcasts and I'm going to take the sweetest morsels out of each one and I'm going to create an ebook where I highlight these 10 people in here and the, their case studies or the case studies I conducted thereafter and, and what I learned. Um, I'll see, you have the morning five download free ebook, so you read my mind. So you can create um, monetization tools because now you have that street credibility, right? You have your platform, you have your podcast, or you have um, your business where you put it into play. Um, that's just one idea. For example, another thing is like when I build, so, so that's maybe f for like an individual, right, or a business, but let's just say you're a business. So when I, you're, you're asking about money. So when I build podcasts and I build them for individuals, it's different, okay? You have one person you're working with, one stakeholder, and you want to get them through the gate. When I build it for a business, it's a branded podcast. There's more stakeholders. Sometimes there's co-founders. Uh, there's the COO, there's the head of marketing, there's the head of branding, there's legal, you know, there's a lot more hoops and, in, and maybe the podcast has very clear intentions of where they want it to go. So let's just say on their vision board is we want to be seen as thought leaders in our space. So maybe the first season is crafting and curating who they're going to interview so that they could be seen on the same level as those people that they want to be seen as and they want to be um, thought leaders. They, they want to be known as the expert in their industry. And then by season two, now they've gotten some, you know, they've made some headway and now they say, okay, season two, we want to um, be seen on, as a platform for learning. And so now they're going to gear that second season a little bit differently because they want to bring people on that aren't only thought leaders but are teaching and, and educating. They're not just maybe running a business. And with that, they decide that they're going to launch that conference they want to have. And they're going to bring in some of their past speakers. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That were on their show to come on there and they're going to charge ticket price for that. So there's another way to monetize. So the list could go on, like I could go all day long with different ways to monetize, um, but it's not super fast. 
it's definitely takes time because you have to establish yourself. You have to establish yourself in any business, right? Unless you're selling just a very specific product that people can take home. When, when you're speaking and you have a, like a learning platform, it takes a while for people to gain confidence in who you are. Um, but yeah, th those are just a couple of ways uh, off the top of my head that you can start doing that, start making money. Um, but one thing I would say is until you do, make sure that whatever advertisement you put in your show as like a, a pre-roll ad or mid-roll is your business, is your book. It's what you're doing. So if anybody is listening to your podcast, which might be a slight diversion from what you sell, um, you're, you're using your own digital real estate to, to your best benefit. Yeah, I think that's super smart and something that can easily be overlooked or missed. That is something that I've done in my own experiences, uh, busy promoting others and other people's businesses and l losing sight and track of my of my own. Uh, so I'm glad that, they, that, that you mentioned that uh, to, to everyone across the board, because that's, that's, that's something super important. So this is, this is what you do. This is what you help people with, right? This is your zero to podcast book. This is your area of expertise. So you actually can help those that are looking to get started that are maybe interested in sharing their voice, you can help them get through that first season and, and you continue to guide them uh, through those season twos and those iterations and the monetization side. Like, is that all in your wheelhouse? Yes, to start with. Thank you. Um, so what I usually start with is launching the podcast where all of the infrastructure is in place uh, is probably the biggest nut to crack in the beginning. It's the most intense point for the people who are who are creating that podcast um, and probably where the most money is spent because you, you have to do the infrastructure, right? There's platforms you need, equipment, it's uh, figuring out the show, it's the branding, it's the art, it's, it's a few things. So um, very often I start with that, we discuss the brand strategy and um, what I do often after that is I'm put on retainer and they start to launch the show and we iterate as it goes. And then we sit down and we do that uh, post-season, uh, post-mortem as they call it in events where we sit down what worked, what didn't, uh, what did you like best, what, you know, which speakers, you know, which guests did you have on that really uh, trended the best, got the most downloads. Um, and, and then we iterate, you know, do you want to continue into season two in the same vein or do you want to um, go a slightly different direction? Uh, so very often I'm just kept on retainer season to season. We, we sort of talk about that, what the vision, the next vision is or keep pointing in them in the one they need to be. Um, helping them curate the right guests to, to bring on. Um, you know, very often, Glenn, and I'm sure you know this too, people are running a business, so they're doing other things. So the podcast is an offshoot. It's the marketing arm of what they're doing, but not what they do full-time. So they kind of want somebody to come in to do that piece of it and make sure that they're getting the quality guests and so forth. And, um, you know, they could hire... There are podcast agents out there, and I, you know, I don't want to shoot people down, but 
those podcast agents litter my inbox with um, people all the time to come on my show. Um, and I and I will say that nine times out of ten, they're just they're shooting in the dark. You know, they're just throwing spaghetti against the wall. I, I get people in my inbox that have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. They don't take the time to listen to maybe my latest episode or the trailer or something like that. And they just say, you know, listen to your show. It's great. I would love to have this person on. They are, you know, the best person in life insurance or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, sure. and my show is about, you know, um, early education, you know, NF, you know, the curious people about NFTs and cryptocurrency and blockchain and web three emerging technology. So, um, I know off the bat, they really haven't listened to the show. They, they are not trying to get on my show. They're trying to get on every show. So it is a, it is the type of person you could use, but, um, I have found that they haven't been really effective for me. So I don't usually point my clients in that direction. Sorry, my, my, uh, I had a pop-up on my phone. I couldn't unmute. Completely understood. And I do have, uh, you know, Sharon, Sharon's who connected me with you, Sharon Falk. And uh, she, she has helped me a ton in connecting with people. But it's because she does take the time to make sure those synergies align, right? Like the synergy has to be there in order for it to make sense. You don't just want any guest or you don't just want to go on any podcast for for that sense, like on both sides. You want to make sure that it's mutually beneficial for everyone involved. So I love that you touched on that. And for those of you that are thinking, okay, I know I've been trying to do a podcast or I should be doing a podcast or I want to share my voice or I want to learn more, just go ahead and DM, just DM Holly right now four little letters, just type in the word help. That's it. Just help. And you can connect with Holly and I'm sure she can find tools and, and, and ways to, uh, to, to help. That's what she does, which is amazing. Holly question for you. I know sometimes we can see all of these things going on around us and maybe we feel like it's like, it's too late. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's already millions of podcasts out there and there's already all these top podcasts. People are already listening to what they want to listen to. Um, I know sometimes we can feel that way, like Bitcoin even, right? You're like, oh my gosh, it's at 40 something thousand now. I could have bought it when it was 11 bucks. I missed the boat. When it comes to the world of podcasting, is it too late? Have we kind of missed that opportunity? Is it much more difficult now? Uh, talk to me timing wise if 2022, April 2022 is still a great time for someone to jump into this, this world of podcasting. Mm, that's a super question. I wish I had all of my statistics in front of me. So I apologize for not having that. But it is growing. Um, there are a lot of third-party companies, reputable ones like Edison, uh, you know, which is I think part of the Nielsen ratings or something like that. Um, and podcasting is on the rise. It's actually also on the rise for female voices, which I love. And I think you can see a lot of that. Um, if, if I were to point you in a completely different direction, 
from podcasting um, or you being a podcaster and just shown you all of the buyouts, you know, like I think it was iHeartRadio took on Triton and Spotify absorbed um, another company. I'm, I'm so sorry. It is a little early and I'm, I'm forgetting now who bought who. Um, but no worries, Holly. No worries. We yeah, appreciate so there's, yeah, there's a lot of um, big platforms that have bought like serious like i think it maybe it was iheart bought sirius xm or pandora bought sirius xm so what i'm getting at is there's a lot of audio platforms that are merging and expanding um if you want to look at people in in pop culture that are uh getting into it look at every celebrity that is launching a podcast. So if it was a dying breed, if podcasting was not interesting to people anymore, tell me why somebody like Paris Hilton just joined iHeartRadio with an exclusive podcast. Um, and you don't have to like her. I'm just pointing out the fact that somebody in pop culture, and she's not one, she's one of many, um, are creating podcasts. You also could look at the rise of social audio. You know, Clubhouse was maybe a savior to a lot of people, including myself, um, at the beginning of COVID to be able to have a place where we could um, build a new tribe because we couldn't go anywhere. And what came from that, you know, Spotify Greenlight, um, Twitter Spaces, uh, Fireside, um, there's a bunch of other ones that have emerged. I don't think that audio is going anywhere anytime soon. And so, yes, there are millions of podcasts out there, but I also think that there's a lot of podcasts, um, and there's stats for this as well, and I'm afraid I don't have it on me today, but um, that are in what's called pod fade. A lot of people went into podcasting with a lot of energy, and then after, you know, 10 episodes, they gave up because they realized it is work. Um, so I would say that, you know, definitely enter into it because it is growing, but enter into it because, again, you are insanely curious and you are really passionate about something. Don't do it for the sake of doing it because you will be one of those people that fade out after 10 episodes. You have to be hungry. Yeah, you got to be really, really hungry to deliver that message, right? Hungry to deliver that message. And I have heard that. I think the average podcast is like seven episodes right out of all the all the ones that are out there i think the average is like seven, yeah, seven to and ten then most or people something like that. yeah you're 100 right glenn yeah which is crazy so how many episodes are you up to now um i'm nearing a hundred actually you're at a hundred yeah just about yeah we'll have to congratulations everybody subscribe to culture factor so you can catch that 100th episode when it comes <laughs> yes everyone subscribe i agree I, I i love that congratulations 100 episodes that is phenomenal phenomenal work so your podcast now you said it started off a little bit different and you, you mentioned something about culture um our man kurt cahill just came in here you mentioned something about uh culture eats you said what did you say culture eats oh yeah so it's an old saying uh uh, the gentleman's name is Peter. It escapes me, but it's culture eats strategy. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so when that show was born, it was having conversations about company culture from the C-suite. Um, and of course, when it was born, COVID just came on. And so uh, it was developed with a mini series of how the C-suite was managing a fully remote workforce overnight. And it was supposed to be a mini series <clears throat> of like five to 10 episodes, which turned into like essentially being the whole show because obviously nobody left home um, and nobody went back to, um, to the office. So, and actually I did interview one of your um, breakfast uh, with champion uh, friends here, Glenn Lundy. Um, he was really amazing and it was such a pleasure <laughs> to, to talk with him. And, and that's when my, you know, my show was, um, you know, talking even with people who um, maybe weren't in the C-suite anymore, but had created, you know, really great books and tools to help companies. Um, so I really enjoyed having him on. But that's what the show was born of. And then at about episode 25, when we were about uh, a half a year into uh, being work from home, being fully remote, um, I shifted the show uh, to talk with emerging leaders as well because I recognized that there was no physical C-suite anymore. Like there was no building you went into where you went to the top floor into the corner office to talk to the C-suite. Everybody was like in their kitchen or a spare bedroom with the kids running by and the dog. Um, so leadership looked a little different. And a lot of people that were very comfortable in that were starting to emerge as leaders and helping to shape company culture. So I wanted to get their voices in there too. And I continued doing that. And at about episode, I don't know, maybe 70-ish, um, I realized that the show took three very um, – clear paths all the time. Whoever I was interviewing, the conversation was either A, mental health, because a lot of people were struggling with burnout, um, fatigue, um, and, and some depression. And the second pillar was DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion for anybody who doesn't realize what that acronym means. And the third was the rising gig economy. Um, the creator economy. So I felt like the show needed a different direction. Um, I felt as though I couldn't really talk about company culture anymore because those three pillars, those three paths kept emerging and I felt like I wasn't doing the show well enough. So I looked at that and I said, I can't focus the show on mental health because I'm not a therapist. And while I have a very high level of EQ, I don't want to trigger people. And not if I'm not a therapist, I may say something or, or whatever that might hurt somebody. So I didn't want to focus the show on, on that. And then the second one, diversity, equity, inclusion, I wasn't a CHRO. Uh, which is like a chief human resources officer. And I didn't know some of the legal aspects of that. And I felt like I would be doing that a disservice and it really needed a strong person to do that. Um, as far as like gig economy, creator economy, I've created three businesses. So 
I, I've had an event business, I've had a jewelry design business, and you know now I have this business, which is more media related. So I felt very comfortable talking to entrepreneurs. And um, as I was iterating on this gig economy and the creator economy that was coming out of that, I realized that there was also a really interesting conversation and, and also a switch in how we might be looking at technology. And we all have been seeing or hearing some aspect of Web 2 becoming Web 3. Um, and, uh, and I just felt that it was a conversation worth having that to, I want to learn with my listeners about emerging technologies and, you know, where NFTs have a place for individuals or businesses and how it could be used as a tool. So I was really excited. Again, there's that passion. You have to be passionate about what you're, what you're talking about. And I felt that that was the next direction. I felt that, you know, a, a, a lot of people don't know how to describe where we're headed. And what I would say is, you know, Web 1 was a text-only type of format, like the first computers that were created. And Web 2 was text and write so that's where the whole burgeoning economy of social media came in because now we were writing contributing the content but it was read write and they they being like all the social media platforms owned your data and web 3 is a transition to read write and ownership where it's switching to to the creators and to you everybody here where you will for the first time be able to own your own data and own your own IP. So that was really exciting technology for me. And it is like the dot-com boom, is, which I went through as a Gen Xer. Um, so to see this happening is really exciting to me. It's the direction I want to take the show. And I think culture factor, I'm going to say, you know, maybe it's just going to be like a mini series, but, you know, like COVID, this new, uh, all these emerging technologies might, might be a longer conversation for, for Holly Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love your ability to, to pivot and shift. And I like how you described how the podcast, you know, it started as one thing, but then it started to tell you what it was supposed to be. Right. And I think, I think a lot of times we get in our own way. We, we want to see the end before it starts. We, 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 you know, allow this lack of maybe clarity of exactly where it's going to go to keep us from actually going. But the lesson I took from what you just shared is like, start, go, talk, and it will, it will, it will come, right? It will, it will, it will come. That message will get clearer and clearer. Have you been that way, like your whole life? Have you been an adaptable, evolving? Uh, let's make the moves. Cut that off. It's not working. Let's go with this direction type of person, or is that something more developed uh, here in response to maybe COVID or podcasting? Uh, so I will say that that is a great question, and um, I love. First of all, what you took from what was, um, I think we all need permission to rebrand and to pivot and to reinvent ourselves, and we need to in whatever capacity that is, and you don't need to ask permission from people to do so. You need to just move with your heart and where your passion is, and people will follow, and if they don't, that's okay. 
Um, so I love how you said that. Um, as for me, um, I, you know, it's so funny. I was just, um, I was speaking at South by Southwest and um, I went to one of the keynote speakers and that was Mark Cuban. And whether you like him or not doesn't matter, but uh, one of the things he said, and it resonated with me like right down to my core, is he said, it's not ready, aim, fire. It's ready, fire, aim. And I can't tell you, Glenn, how much that resonated with me. Um, I am a very adaptable human. I have a very high, as I call it, AQ. Um, and that's just me. I know that a lot of people, it takes them much longer to pivot, and I totally get that. Um, I probably have made a few mistakes along the way from moving quickly, like going ready, fire, <laughs> versus taking the time to aim. But it serves me well. I'm not saying it's for everybody. Um, but it serves me well because it allows me to not overthink things, to overanalyze the step I'm going to make. It allows me to iterate as I'm moving, and it allows me to be that bull in the china shop. Um, and I'm okay with that. I think I'm probably, you know, I, I don't have the highest IQ in the, in the room, but I'm smart enough and I have enough street sense to know when I'm, I'm headed the right direction. And um, I, I, I just go. I'm, I'm the type of person I've changed what I've done many times. Um, you know, I, I brought up earlier that I had a, a successful jewelry design business. It was a six-figure business, and people are like, why did you get out of that? Um, but sometimes you have to pivot because life makes changes for you that you don't see coming. And it's not because you got tired of something. Um, you just have to be able to adapt. You know, for me, I had a successful jewelry design business, yes. But what made me close that up temporarily was I had a house fire. And I had to pack up anything that survived and, you know, live out of rental properties while I rebuilt my home. Well, I had to pivot because rebuilding my home was priority. And when I got back into the business, which anybody who's been in fashion knows that when you've been gone for 10 minutes, you are now like obsolete. And uh, getting back in was really, really hard. Uh, I had lost my mojo a little bit, but I pushed through. And the whole model had changed while I was gone. And I'd been gone for about a year because you know it takes time to rebuild a home. And when I got back in, the model had shifted to a consignment model. And for an independent artist, it's really hard to survive that. Um, when, when collections aren't picked up wholesale where you could go sell an entire collection to boutiques and they will only do consignment, you can't continue to uh, build new collections and be a creative. You kind of sit there and wait till they sell something so that you can have money and move forward. So that was my writing on the wall. It's why I, I left that. Um, so sometimes you got to know that it's time to pivot. Um, and sometimes life brings that about. For some people, it was COVID. And for me, COVID, um, I actually found COVID very humbling um, because it allowed me to innovate. And I didn't know I, I was capable of innovating during a time like that. So I think we all find our power at different times. And it's okay if you spend time thinking about it 
and it's okay if you kind of just push forward and you take that ready, fire, aim. That does work for a lot of people, and it did work for me, Glenn. I love that, and I love how multiple times throughout this conversation you've created space for everyone, right? You're not like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, everyone should be ready, fire, aim. You know, you're like, for me, this is what's been good. It might not be the right way for you, and I love that you take the time to um not make those generalities because it's not always one way for all people right we're all on our own individual journey but that's what's great about 2022 is we have the ability to connect with others see other people's perspectives uh, find great mentors and coaches people that can help us you guys can hear my daughter oakland she just got up um and holly is one of those people so yeah we are here talking uh, with my friend Holly Shannon. She has a top 2% global podcast. She also helps other people launch their podcast. If that is something that is on your heart, you have a business, you have a message, you have um, anything, and you want to get into this world of audio, because really, I mean, if you just think about it, audio is so convenient, right? There's so many things like behind the scenes as I'm spending time with Holly, we've got the the different kids that are waking up and like you said the dog moving in the background right we can't do these things in video and so i believe that audio is the new video the video of the future and it allows us to connect in unique ways and those of you that are interested in diving more into this world just connect with holly hit her click on her face right there uh shoot her a quick dm just type in the word help right sometimes we just gotta ask for help and uh and connect with holly and and she can help, right? She can help you get rocking and rolling in these things. Hey, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, I have very selfishly taken up the last 50 minutes that we've had to be together. I do want to open it up if there's anyone here on the stage that had a question for Holly or something uh, along those lines. Just go ahead and flash your mics. Otherwise, Holly and I will continue. Uh, let me look around real quick. It's such a big stage. Just open up say your name if you have a question we'll create a little space for that yes glenn my friend yes a wonderful stage wonderful room i'm always enjoying life coach motivational speaker from india and i loved the listening of uh, holly and it was really wonderful and uh, giving soothing effect i am also podcaster i was resonating with her ideas and my podcasts are on health and health technology and motivational things. I have made around 187. So I was thinking how much I can go. I have listened to your podcast also. I am trying to learn so many things. So what I mean that uh, uh, up to six months, I am doing for last two months, uh, two years. Uh, for last four months, I have started in English only. Previously, I was doing in uh, our uh, mother tongue Hindi. So whether on the same podcast, we can do Hindi and English both or now as I have decided for last four months that we should go with English. So it should be English so that it can get international attraction. So what do you suggest, Holly? Go ahead, please. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, is that Virender? I hope I said that. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm Virender. Virender. Th nice to meet you. Thank so you. I have been asked this question before. It's really hard when you have two um, 
to different voices really that speak to different uh, global platforms. So um, I love that you started in Hindi and, and it probably was easier to find uh, followers because you probably have established yourself in that language and in your country. So that was a really great way to start. I love that you're sharing your voice um, as a motivational speaker in English because you know, as I've said before, it's really um, important to share your voice wherever you can. Um, what I would say is if you had the bandwidth, and, and again, only if you have the bandwidth because we know how much work a podcast takes, you could do two episodes a week and you do, it's the same episode, but say for example, on Mondays, it's in Hindi, and on Fridays, it's in English, and you market your show that, you know, this week, we're speaking about, you know, X, and the Hindi version is on Monday, and the English version is on Friday, um, and you can have that in, you know, where you say that in the beginning, just after your intro to your podcast, and that will allow you to continue the show and to continue it essentially in two voices so that you could be heard in more places. But I would only recommend that if you felt that you had the bandwidth to do that. Um, you could also do a condensed version on one of them. Like if, you, if your Hindi version is more robust because maybe you interview somebody else and it's longer, like say it's an hour, you can do a Friday version, which is the recap in English, and you can just do a fully moderated piece that is just you, and you break down uh, what that interview was about, and you sort of encapsulate it, like the five tips I took away from speaking with Glenn Lundy, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if that helps any, if that answered your question, but if it didn't, please feel free to open your mic and, and share with me. Yes, it is really wonderful idea which you have given. So I would uh, try to follow it uh, because in India, it is uh, these uh, uh, podcasts are not monetized, but I'm not taking in that way. I'm just taking what I'm blogging, what I'm podcasting, what I'm making YouTubes, what I am going in my motivational sessions in school, college, universities, I'm uh, out of that stuff I am giving to my, so that it is giving good feel. So I will be sending you in backlink to you and uh, Mr. Glenn, who is expert of uh, uh, this podcasting, so that we can get the advantage. It is really wonderful room. I am coming for the last six months and I'm always enjoying and learning a lot of things. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words and congratulations. I believe you had, you said 170 something episodes. 187. One yes, congratulations. Congratulations, man. Way to, way to stay in the fight. That's what I'm talking about. And Holly, I think that was really great advice. I was wondering where you were going to go um, with that response, but I think that's really, really great advice. And they can literally push to each other right like each podcast can push to the other podcast or promote the other podcast so that you can blend those audiences and then ultimately that audience can absorb the information in whatever's most comfortable or aligns with them which is really what podcasting is all about is about creating an experience 
for the user on the other end that makes them want to keep coming back for more because they feel comfortable, right? They feel safe and they feel like it's valuable. So I love that. I think that was super strong. We've got time for one more. If somebody else, go ahead, state your name, ask your question. Just go ahead and speak up. I hear the mic flash, but just go ahead and speak up. This is Ella. Thanks. Hello. Uh, and thank you very much indeed, Holly. I really valued this segment because I'm sort of in a, a quandary at the moment. I'm, I suppose, known on Clubhouse for the meditation rooms that I do, but I also speak a great deal around leadership. I, I have a brand which I started before the world situation a couple of years ago, and I focused more on the meditation rooms here and built a community here on Clubhouse. And I'm wondering if I would need to create a new brand, if you like, for developing a podcast or if it's advisable to continue with the brand that I already built. Um, I loved what you said as well about AQ and adaptability, because I, I think sometimes the ideas of resilience that we need to strengthen ourselves um, to face adversity um, doesn't always take into account individual needs and the sort of um, whole landscape of what that might mean when we're pivoting. So I wanted to add that. And of course, Glenn, thank you. You know, I'm here nearly every day and getting great value and I, and I hope contributing great value as well. So the, the question is, Holly, in a roundabout way, do I need uh, a new brand or can I continue and use podcasting as another way to get the message of peace and love and international peace in a peace um, into the world? Thank you. Ella, that's such a beautiful thing that you're doing. Um, so I, I, I just want to make sure I understand. So you come on Clubhouse and you do like a group meditation, but you also want to have a different platform that you talk about other things like, you know, peace and compassion in this world and like more... Um, you know, conversation. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, correct. My, okay. my tagline is um, peace is not simply the absence of war, it is the presence of social, economic and environmental justice. And that's kind of what I speak about, especially around compassionate leadership, heart-centered leadership. So uh, it's those sorts of, sorts of conversations I'd really like to amplify in a podcast. Ella, you have such a beautiful voice. Um, I love that you want to consider that. So there's a couple ways you could go about it. Um, so you could use your clubhouse space. Uh, you could create a new club under the whatever name you would want that podcast to be. And you can record those rooms you could also iterate in them like with the titles to try and get a feel for what conversations uh, people like to dive into the most so that you can kind of move some of your community from your meditation room 
into that, like you can start to share that and grow that community there. Um, and then you can capture that content and push it out to a podcast. Um, keep in mind the way that we operate in Clubhouse is different than how you operate on a podcast, like how we have moderators and we move people on and off the stage and we say pull to refresh. And so there's a lot of language that's very um, unique to Clubhouse that doesn't transfer as well onto a podcast. So, so there is editing involved. Um, but that might be a way for you to test that. Um, but if you want to jump right in, like, because you do sound excited about it, um, I would encourage you to go ahead and, and create that podcast and start to talk about those things. You can start off just moderating where it's just you talking about, um, compassionate leadership and some of the things that you have learned and then you can periodically bring on people to interview um, and you can use Clubhouse as a platform for finding out what people would like to talk about what they'd like you who they would maybe like you to interview or what subjects they'd like you to dive into so I'm only bringing this up because you seem comfortable here on Clubhouse and it is a really great tool for sort of iterating and learning about what people want to hear from you. Um, so like literally how I tell some people, go get a package of post-it notes and write topics on them and stick them up on the wall and see how many you could come up with. For you, your post-it note might be here in Clubhouse and every time you create a room about compassionate leadership, you're sort of tapping into a different room title to see what lands with people. So I don't know if that helps or if that's what you had in mind, but I'm happy to, to talk further with you if, if that isn't quite what you had in mind. Oh, absolutely, that helps a, a great deal. And, and yes, I've been very comfortable with Clubhouse and the idea of podcasts, whilst appealing, is also quite uncomfortable. So. I think that could be a fairly easy transition. I do appreciate that. And yes, I'd love to connect more with you um, outside of this room as well. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Ella. I love it. I love it. And Holly is correct. You have an incredible voice. And I would love for you to lean in and allow more people to uh, experience that frequency that is Ella, right? I love it. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Holly has been with us for the last hour. If you need help in this area, DM her the word help. You can also connect with her. If you look at the top of the room, my dear, dear, dear friend, Dora Maria has put the link up there. Uh, you can connect with Holly. There's her link tree to all of her different uh, spaces that you can connect. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And with that said, Holly, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the room before we hand it over. I am so grateful, so grateful that you chose to spend this time with us this morning. There's a trillion places you could be and you chose to be here with us. And I don't take that for granted. I am so grateful for you. And so I just want to give you the mic one last time if there's anything that you want to share uh, with the group and then, uh, and then we'll be handing this over. Thank you so much for being here, Holly.
Thank you, Glenn. I want to thank you and the whole platform for everybody here sharing your morning with me. That was really amazing uh, that you stuck around to hear my story. And I want to thank the brave people that opened up their mic to ask a question, because I know when it's a humongous room like this, <laughs> it can be a little daunting. Um, but please reach out to me. I'm a, you know, it's up there, hollyshannon.com, if, if you are interested, or if you want to just hear um, the new content I'm talking about, check out my podcast, Culture Factor. And Glenn, you are an amazing host, and I thank you for this space and this time and your smiling face and your adorable child that I heard in the background. And uh, <laughs> I thank you for that so much. <laughs> yes, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please unmike, make some noise for my friend, Miss Holly Shannon, this morning here on Breakfast with Champions. Let me hear you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.